We're already recording. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the Haters and Lovers. This is Russell. This is Lucky Lefty. I'm going to go by Reezy Redenbacher then. So as you can tell, <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Since we just making up names. Reezy Redenbacher. He said my social media name. You just pulled something out the air. H- HR and paper stains. <laughs> Reezy Redenbacher. I'll pop no corn. I just make it up. I feel like. Oh, Bar. that's what we got to get back to. Oh, yeah, you, never, you never rap last, last week. You never gave us a 16 last week. Oh, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me start looking up the old tracks I did. So, as you can tell, we brought Ryan back. We had great feedback. Uh, that episode went a little long, but I felt like y'all were getting this hot fire. And guess what? You're going to keep getting these bars. So, we are back another week. How's everybody doing today? I don't think they can respond, but... I was talking to y'all, the people uh, that are in the room. How's everybody in the room doing? Well, usually when you talk to someone, you, you make eye contact. You look into the computer. There's two other people in the room. You didn't look it up. I didn't know who you were talking to. We're doing a podcast. You said, how y'all doing? That was, there was a 50-50 chance I'm talking to you at any moment right well, now. Well, I took I'm the amazing. 50. <laughs> I thought you were talking to the people. I thought you maybe had some live stream going on right now. I'm good. I'm good. I'm alive. So Amazing. I'm alive also. Yeah. Well, I would think you would be alive <laughs> talking to us right talking now. About ghost <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Anybody have any experiences? Man, any? I was hoping for one, too. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Took me some Jack Daniels before bed. I was hot and ready. <laughs> I prepped for it. Yeah, I, I was ready. For it. That man got himself a little season pizza. <laughs> yeah, man, I was, I was ready. No ghost showed up. So I think it's a myth. <laughs> I'm gonna give it one more week. <laughs> Ryan, you better not be uh Ryan. You better not be hoping too hard. You mess around to get beat up by your girl. First of all, I will only answer and be addressed to as Reason Redenbacher this whole episode. <laughs> Can we at least call you double R? Yeah, that, that works. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I, I will call you Reezy, and that's the best I can do. So, so these are not things that we should be hashing out on the podcast. Not at all. Just so you all know. But they're here now, they are part of it. So how was y'all weekend? Oh, man. Uh, weekend was good. Went down to Atlanta. Uh, took my nephew down there to HBCU Mega Camp. Trying to get him some football exposure, but trying to also uh, introduce the idea of HBCUs to him. Uh, I know me growing up in this Middle Tennessee area, HBCUs weren't spoken very highly of. And so just telling him that these are feasible options, these are institutions that are better than some of the ones that are, you know, not HBCUs. <laughs> um, like tech. You think it's better than tech? Like PWIs or something? Yeah, PWIs. Uh, no, tech is an outstanding university. I agree. But I meant like places like UTC, U, uh, UT Knox, MTSU, Trash. like Trash. all those places. Trash. Are terrible. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, had a fun time taking him down there. Uh, but more importantly, I uh, am now a member of a two person household that has a job. My wife passed the NCLEX on the first time. Ma, 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 ma. Congratulations, Marlita. Congratulations. Is that the first the first one dedicated specifically? That to was somebody? the first one. Now, I'm gonna let y'all know. I wanted to start a podcast off with it, <laughs> but I knew he was gonna announce that, so I had to save the first one for Marlita. Oh, and my sound effect. Congratulations. That's weak. <laughs> well, then I don't have a sound effect for you, but you know, I, I you. bet you do. Congratulations. Uh, we're proud I'm of you. That in. Uh, okay, well, <laughs> that's even better. <laughs> um, double yeah. R, you do anything this weekend? Yeah. Uh, Who a, the hell is Double R? That's me, Reezy Redenbacher. <laughs> you going to respect his name. 
<laughs> yes, I had a full weekend uh, Friday. I feel like uh, all you did this weekend was think about Reezy Redenbacher and come up with. No, it. I just thought about that on the drive up. <laughs> <laughs> but then you had a you have a slogan with it too, which makes it even more awesome. I'll pop no corn. I came up that on the way up here also. <laughs> I was up here thinking like, what could I go by? I was like, he went by Lucky Lefty. Yeah, I was like, I need something. But then he pretended like he didn't know that you were gonna be. He, he played this whole conversation out in his head on the whole podcast out of my head before I got here. I just didn't know the topics. So I'm way off on the topic. That's a creative thing, and I guess. Go ahead. Um, but yes, this weekend, uh, Friday, took my girl to Cocktail Crush. Um, apparently, that way y'all make the, make the drinks? Yeah. It's like did you learn? I know you said you wanted to make some type of drink. Did you learn it? No, I did not. So I want my money back. Um, <laughs> but apparently, this weekend is Welcome to Nashville weekend, proclaimed by the mayor. So there's just a whole bunch of events going on that I did not know about. Um, but Cocktail Crush is one of them. You learn how to make six drinks. They mix dark and light. Um, oh. Three of them is with rum. Three of them is with gin. So my girl was lit. Uh, as soon as she got home, she went to sleep. Oh, that's too <laughs> strikeout. No, she was too lit. That's yeah. the problem. That's oh, the no. thing. That's that's the thing nobody wants to talk about. You got to be able to manage that thin line. Yeah. yeah, she she went she went right to sleep. Uh, then Saturday went to the sounds game. That was pretty cool. Left in the second. You were on the uh, video screen, jumbotron or something. I, yes, I was at one point. I was trying to get on it all night, and finally I got on it. But I was like off in the corner, so that don't count. <laughs> uh, but that was that was pretty fun, pretty cool. Got a nice little breeze because the storm was coming through. And then earlier today, when I saw uh, Spider Man Far From Home, that was a good movie. Yeah, it was a really really good movie. So pretty much full weekend, but yeah, it was it was good. I enjoyed it. Nice. What did you get into, Nick? Went to Boston. <laughs> I think that's how they talk, Boston. <laughs> I think that's like the worst. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I didn't practice it on my way here. Oh, it no. really, it just came oh, out right now. That was a shot. But, <laughs> but yeah, I went to shoot. shoot. Yeah, you miss a hundred percent of the <laughs> shots you don't take. But yeah, I went to go visit my homie in Boston. Uh, it was a cool little time. Uh, seen the nightlife, which is better than Missouri. Missouri has the worst nightlife. I'm gonna keep on bringing that up until Missouri does better, or I get a tip drill. Same All of Missouri, <laughs> every part of Missouri is trash. Um. But you yeah. hear that, Missouri? If you want beef, you want smoke? <laughs> I, I'm calling y'all out loud. Chingy, Jaquan, Murphy Lee, <laughs> Nelly, come see me. What up? Because everything y'all rapped about is a lie. Y'all the arch is terrible. Y'all have a white castle and an arch. That is St. Louis. That is I mean, that is Missouri. Son. That is all of Missouri. But oh, uh, got to see a big three game. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, those are fun. Uh, I also went to go see the Boston Red Sox <laughs> Stadium. So that was a good time. Oh yeah, overall good trip, good weekend. <laughs> Victory games are fun. You get you get the whole league no, in one night. That's not what I'm laughing at. Oh. I, well, I'm laughing because of the your victory experience in Houston was lit. Oh, so what you got? What you got for us today? So I know last week we did talk a little bit about uh, what yeah. women's sports and Nick is uh, probably using quotation marks, but. Women's sports Come on, are interesting to watch. But I wanted to talk about what has been very popular on like social media. So what do you all think about women's equal pay? Right now, the men are being paid substantially, depending upon whose verbiage you're using, more than the women. But the women are 100 times more successful. They've won way more World Cups. They are the rock stars of soccer in the USA, if you will. What are your thoughts? I think the women should get paid more than the men right now. I don't even – I wouldn't even consider equal pay. I think they should make more right now than the men's national team. Why? One, because they're better. <laughs> That's the <laughs> ultimate one. They're more successful. They're better. And – Do you think they could beat the men's team? 
Give me a hot take from somebody who knows nothing about soccer. <laughs> I barely know something about <laughs> soccer, but I, I, if if they were to compete against each other, I would I would put my money on the women's team. Right guy, Reezy, HR paper sex. Yes, I agree. <laughs> Women should get paid more <laughs> in uh, soccer. In, in soccer, um, yeah, like like said, I mean they 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 can't get paid more. In we talking about soccer. We talking about business. sports. Yeah, in regular business. I mean, oh, we're not talking about business. that. Here we go. <laughs> we're not talking about that. Come on, misogynistic me. I just want to put it out there. WNBA should not make. Let that no sexism flow. Come on. <laughs> no, I think women. I mean, that's another topic. I think we talk, start talking about women making more and everything. And then we start talking about dates and stuff like that. <laughs> so that's another topic that we will have. But to stay on subject, go uh, ahead and finish what your your point yeah, so was. Women's national team, I mean, like I said, they've been better for forever. Um, and looking up the numbers, they said, like, for a loss, the men get 5K and the women get nothing. Then for a win, the women get 1350 and the men get 17000 so, like, when you're better at something and you're the ones that's, like, pulling in the wins, like, you should be getting paid more. So, I think if not if not getting paid more, they need to definitely greatly close that gap to being a little bit closer. Because it's going to take steps. They're not going to give them the same amount overnight, but they definitely need to close that gap. And I know that Secret Deodorant is doing their part. They donated 529K to the women's team nice. um, to kind of help close that gap for this World Cup win. But other than that... Like, I mean, it's going to take some steps, but we definitely need to close that gap on that. If not, they need to be making more sooner or later. And let me tell you something about this here podcast. Yeah, because you got works cited pages and First everything. First thing that we don't do is research. Yeah. Like, so don't come in here with, with your all knowledge, these fancy facts and your college degrees and. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> fancy facts. Yeah. Papers that well, you or actually. Um, Dove is having a special on USA. Man, nobody First asked you all that. We no. shoot from the hip. We're halfway drunk most of the time when we're doing this. <laughs> and this man come out with his paper stack of of, of facts. No, scratch all that. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, no, that was good. I didn't know that, so glad you brought that up. But I, um, I do feel like that the women should – be paid as much, if not more, the amount of revenue they're generating. Let's not pretend like it's about wins and losses. It's, it's not. not. No sport is about wins and losses at the professional level. It's about, excuse me, how much money you can bring in. The women brought in $900,000 more or so over a span of four years, which in professional sports isn't a ton. So they should be paid about still more. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day. Now, when you start generating more revenue, that's different. But I also want to say they should be paid more eventually because they need to negotiate better. They're being paid based off their collective bargaining agreement. So, um, I mean, I think we all pretty much agree that women should be paid on an equal level to the men, at least according to their performance. But that's pretty much pretty much that on that. I think their next CBA, they'll have all these numbers. And so yeah, it'd be crazy it, for them not to I think to they'll make. definitely close the gap. I'm not sure if it'll be equal or more, but I think they'll definitely be able to bring some chips to the table to definitely close the gap on that. If on I were the them, I would go ahead and push to split up the uh, the TV rights because right now the U.S. the U.S. group or U.S. team is marketing them as one collective group. They're right. not marketing them as two separate entities. And I would bet on myself to say like, hey, we're going to generate more TV revenue than the men, and I would bargain it that way. Now, if you fail, you fail, and hey, worst case, you go back to making what you're making now. So you really don't lose a mm-hmm. lot. Um, but yeah, so the 
World Cup was where? Come on. Come on, Mr. Encyclopedia. Let's go. It was England. in England. Thank you. That was a wild guess. I'm glad <laughs> I was right. I, I don't feel like y'all are right, but I feel like y'all are right. I, I think it was in England. I'm pretty sure it was. That's because no, you did the T. We don't need, yeah, we don't need facts here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fight us. <laughs> no, actually, I feel like uh, she did that because they were playing England. I, well, I want to say, oh, it was a team they played. I want to say it was a French team. Maybe they were in France. It was French or Canada that was that was. Confusing. Either way. If y'all got a problem with that, you're listening to the wrong podcast. We're going to get a lot more stuff wrong. That's a lot yeah, more important no fact than where they play that at. But uh, just something real quick I wanted to talk about. What uh, What's some of your, your bucket travel list, Nick? I know you just came back from Boston. Your big thing is going to – Every major league ballpark in America. Well, outside of St. Louis to go see the Cardinals, like on a global level, do you have any other places you want to go? Dubai. Why? Because I've heard some strange stories about what they do in Dubai. I have not heard those strange stories. I heard they poop old girls for money. But first of all, that, <laughs> all that, stories that is not on my bucket list when I travel over there. I, I don't. I, honestly, I just. I wanna, you know what? You going to Dubai makes perfect sense because women don't have rights over there, or as many rights geez. as you have. So you would feel right at home. Hashtag mic drop. Come on, woman. <laughs> just JK. <laughs> No, I can see your eyebrows. <laughs> no, I just seem like a, uh, a dope place to visit, and I also wanted to do like the little desert tour on the four wheeler. Um, no, on the camel. Oh, because I, I want to wear the, the little the little headband thing. I mean, you can do that here, but I mean, if you I can't do it in Nashville. I mean, you could. <laughs> Where a camel at? I want to talk about the camel. I was talking about the head wrap that you were so enamored with. I, I just want to go to Dubai. Okay, y'all not gonna take Nick, my dreams away. Nick Cannon does it all the time. He's well, in LA. He, or he's also weird. Hey, Nick Cannon is one of the most authentic dudes in. He's smart um, too. Know how to make money. I wouldn't call him authentic. I would call him smart. No, I would call him authentic. But we'll have a Nick Cannon type. We're, we're, I'm not going to do relish me. Anywhere else you want to go besides Dubai? Um, I do want to go to Africa. Like the continent in general or just any specific country? Uh, I haven't picked where. Okay. But I do want to visit. Africa is not a country, so you might want to narrow it down a little bit more. Yeah, that's it's a whole continent. I mean, I know. I mean, I, I don't know where in Africa. I just know I want to visit um, Africa. Well, my, Name uh, three countries in Africa. Egypt. Uh, man, I, ain't, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't do I don't need this geography stuff. <laughs> So um, you probably want to go to Egypt since that's the only I, place you know. I mean, I can still. And they had a period of civil unrest. So I don't know if you really want to go over there. Look, they type of head didn't off. I just say I haven't researched it yet? I just know I want to go. <laughs> Look, why is all the pressure on me? <laughs> I hate this podcast. Uh, Egypt is on my list also. Well, maybe not also since you don't know where you want to go. But Egypt is on my list. <laughs> uh, I do want to see like pyramids and Great Pyramid of Giza, all that. also want to hit up Rio de Janeiro. Um, I wanted to go for the Olympics, <laughs> but I didn't didn't make it. Uh, I do want to hit Tokyo also, but I think it's where the next Olympics are. Maybe Japan I or somewhere. Think, but uh, I think that's next year. Right? Yeah, that's next year, so it's too, too late to plan for that. It's like six months away. Well, you could go. I don't know you're going to get into anything. Yeah, but. Uh, I could definitely just go and look. <laughs> hear, hear the sounds from the stadium. Like, oh, something good is happening. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, and I do want to visit England also. Um, I want to drive a car on the wrong side, see what that's like. I mean, you can go to Jamaica and do that. Well, I did that in the Cayman Islands. Yeah, you, that was weird. You just go to the Cayman Islands and do that. <laughs> um, but that's pretty much it. Um, 
I don't really kind of like consider anywhere in America a bucket list. Yeah. Those are easily attainable. Jesus. Um, okay. I, yeah, when you got paper, I mean, we are talking to young Reezy. Young yeah. Reezy. Yeah, man. He just, Reezy he really just eight, told eight, me eight, your bucket list wasn't nothing because it's Reezy domestic. Racks. Yeah, I mean, bro, if I can catch a Southwest flight, I ain't going. That's basically what Reezy said. Yeah. Reezy Racks. Uh, yeah, I do. I Shout do want to Southwest if y'all want to sponsor yeah, us. South, Southwest is amazing. Uh, I do want to go to Toronto. <laughs> Um, before before the end of next year also. Oh, you so. definitely need to go to Toronto. Yeah, well, tell me about your Toronto trip. Did you go to Caravan? Yeah, that's when I went. Did you get uh, tested when you came back? For what would I get tested for? For weed? Well, we were at a cellmate and it was trying to go somewhere and I need to go. Uh, I didn't know any other reason so, I would need to get so tested. So, Russ, what's on your bucket list? It's funny that you've learned in two podcasts, you've learned that we're we both are willing to push the envelope. <laughs> but we will test each other <laughs> to see who's gonna give in. Moving along. Uh, it's good. Are you gonna become the host of this? Is that what's yeah, gonna happen? He just was a media. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so for me, I've got a, a couple of places I want to go. Uh, definitely want to get down into Brazil, uh, Rio de Janeiro. I definitely want to see. The uh, hundred and million feet tall Jesus with his arms spread out. Um, Jesus walks. Yeah, that's words, words. <laughs> shout out, shout, shout out to Kanye West. Oh, <laughs> um, and I also want to go to the uh, French Polynesia. Uh, I want to get over there. I want to get to. Um, I want to get to Bali, and I've pretty much done a lot of places in the uh, Caribbean, but. I really haven't been to Jamaica and Bahamas, but I don't necessarily know those are bucket lists. It's somewhere else I need to go over in the area. But um, I really want to. I want to get into under uh, overwater bungalow. So wherever they got those at, that's really mm-hmm. one of my things that I really. What, what is underwater? Uh, overwater bungalow. Overwater. What is that? It's a uh, a bungalow. So it's like your your room essentially, like the wooden room, but it's in the water. Like so, uh, you're actually above the water. So you can piece of stuff. Hmm. Hmm. Why do white people get nice stuff? Why do you exactly. associate that problematic, Nick? Come on, Nick. <laughs> Jeez, I, I didn't make the way. I didn't choose this word. This world chose me. Misogynistic, <laughs> problematic, and add racist. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want to ride the uh, elephants in Bali? I bet he does. <laughs> Wait, a Wait a minute. I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> Where was that going? <laughs> you know, riding animals has never really been on my bucket. I would like my wife is more adventurous as far as things like that are concerned. So she was like, "Hey, babe, let's get on these uh, on these elephants." I would, but it's not something I'm just like off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm more of a person that would be willing to like bungee jump or hang glide or you know zip line in dangerous let's areas. Let's bungee jump like in Dubai. They got this dope bungee jumping. I mean, I tallest like hotel yeah. building. Really? Yeah, that junk is. Yes, and yeah. Let me um, borrow a black card. What black card? I got a debit card. Black. No, you have a black card. <laughs> I have. You have so you have a black card. Is what you said? I have a credit card. You have a black, black. card. It's like a visa. All is black it, cards are credit cards. Because black black cards from American Express are metal. Just asking. Oh, I, I don't have a black card from here. American we go. Express. How does he know that? Long money, long money, Reezy over uh, here. Yeah, that's why he's talking. Racks. I could buy y'all if I wanted to. Reezy racks. That's that's why his little uh, his, the little domestic trips are beneath him. He gonna go to the club throwing popcorn. Pop no corn. Could you imagine this? <laughs> 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 hey, unpop just the cur- just the kernels. Just kernels. <laughs> <laughs> you chicken heads. <laughs> 
catch these kernels. Catch these kernels. Oh. All right, so so we are. Uh, oh, so we talking about Rex. So, so this is a nice transition. That's actually not where I was going right well, now. Well, you might as well go there now. Young Rex. Transition. <laughs> Come With on. With the dish. <laughs> Come on. I'm out here trying to be John Stockton. You, you, you messing up my mind. You said you were trying to be who? John Stockton. So good. Let's the greatest white porn guard ever. <laughs> that ever played a game. Facts. Oh, I don't know about that. What about white chocolate? You talking about Jason Williams? Yeah. Who else? Jason Williams the guy you remember that uh, competition they had it was like basketball they had to do named white chocolate it was on like oh, MTV you about N1? I, yeah I think it was something like that but uh no yeah I mean Jason Williams was exciting and he was cold huh. but he wasn't no John Stockton I saw him like a video of him from like last year or something dude is like he's still and still giving people like no Mike Bibby Mike steroids maybe that's who it is maybe I get all white people I mean, he's not white, though. Yeah, Mike Bibby's white. <laughs> Mike Bibby's not white? No. <laughs> no, he's not. no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. Mike Bibby, I've lived 33 years of my life. Bro, so you think Jason Kidd white, too? No. I know Jason Kidd's mixed. They look the same. No, they don't. All mixed people look alike. <laughs> okay. Racist. I just said that just racist. Problem that Nick. Okay, so that was at 14 minutes or so. So we're, we're looking at that. But no, man. No, no, no. I, no, I really I, I you really, really thought Mike Bibby was white. Yeah. He's like fully black. His mom from Trinidad. His dad is black. So he's like full black. I thought he was at least mixed. Well, I mean with black in Trinidad, but well, he's he's African. Well that African trait was found nowhere. <laughs> is that his real daddy? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, sure. <laughs> I'm just, I wasn't there. <laughs> all I'm saying is, he might want to get a DNA test. Oh my god, I've never seen a transition blown up so successfully on this podcast. So. <laughs> that was horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just away. We're living into the half. <laughs> but no, I wanted to. Uh, I'm gonna get to what you're thinking about, Nate. But I wanted to talk about the NBA free agency for a little bit because last time we were here, we had thought that free agency was going nuts. This was arguably had been arguably to that point. One of the best free agencies and, in recent and, memory. And we didn't even get to the surface of it. Oh, my goodness. We <laughs> weren't even snake. at the top yet. What it do, baby? Snake. <laughs> go ahead. Somebody fire off their first hot shot. So, I mean, let's go on and get the, the elephant in the room, if you will. Kawhi to the clips. Yeah, Snake. <laughs> to change his meeting with the Lakers, to go meet with Paul George across Come on, town. Yes. I love to, it. To hold off on free agency and make us miss out on all those free agents and regarding the Lakers, um, it was a snake. It was a smart it was smart. Move. It was um, smart. But I, I do like the – in retrospect, I do like everybody else that the Lakers picked up with the money that they still had available. Um, Lincoln did some masterful job with the contracts that he orchestrated. So to bounce back with us not getting Kawhi, I am very happy with what they filled out with. But him being able to basically force Paul George into a trade, um, OKC loading up on picks and then yeah uh, they got seventeen hundred picks. I'm not even. I don't think that's that's great for them. I'm but, not liking uh, your energy right now. Whenever we have beef with somebody, we speak directly to the mic. We pull it closer to the mic. So go on and give Kawhi all that energy right now. This is your chance. Kawhi, you're a snake, and I'm gonna cut your braids off if I ever see you. There it is, Kawhi. <laughs> if you want beef with the haters of lovers podcast, you got it. <laughs> I like Kawhi. He cool with me. Well, him and his non-growing braids. Blood in, blood out. <laughs> exactly. 
But, but y'all are Lakers fans. I, I could care less. What do you? So what do you think about that move? Had it went down. I loved it. It was genius. And he pulled Paul George with him too. I thought you were gonna give us more on that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm hoping for uh, Lakers Clippers uh, Western Conference Finals. So yeah, uh, the Clippers won't make it. They Clippers uh, won't make what the Western Conference Finals. But the Lakers will. Yeah, we're a way better team than, uh, than the Clippers. Yeah, they Clippers ain't got no bench or no or, or no. Clubs. I mean, y'all also have. Anthony Davis, they probably won't play all season. It's a good chance don't, that Anthony Davis won't play all season. Don't put that on us. And we got DeMarcus Cousins. Andrew, oh, DeMarcus Cousins. Let me give y'all the ring Oh, now. and he is shaped now. And he fully healed, which he was never in Golden State. So I'm not trying to hear that. All right. You're going to get a shell of who McGee. DeMarcus Cousins was. We got JaVale McGee. Shaq and the Fool Hall of Famer? Yes. And? and do y'all have any Hall of Famers for the Clippers? First of all, I'm not even a Clippers fan. Okay, then. <laughs> Why are you taking up for them? <laughs> no, uh, I do. I, I I respect Kawhi's move. I like the fact that he's willing to take a challenge. I would have loved to have him at the Lakers. I would have loved for him to make, have made that decision quicker. But at the same time, I'm also – I respect Petty. So anybody that's willing to do what he did, and he essentially was like, hey – I'm going to let everybody else sign and screw y'all over, and then I'm going to go to the Crosstown Rivals. Because all he did was weaken them. So, Crosstown Rivals. So. This is the same building. So, uh, But Kawhi, <laughs> like, the thing about Kawhi is that I have a hard time betting that before he leaves the Clippers, they won't win a championship because he's already shown that he could do it in San Antonio. He took the Raptors to a championship. So With the Astros. But, I mean, they still, he still won it. They did it, period. He still won it. I mean, name like another player that you would want off the Raptors, like in your starting five. Um, Pascal. Really? I would want him starting in my yeah. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> I want him start, yeah. No, but I mean, yeah. but you see what I'm saying? It's not like as star as loaded as the past champions have been in recent history. So it's a different route. So he still carried them through the East, carried them to the championship. So I mean, I, I don't I don't like the move from the Lakers standpoint, but from his standpoint of being petty. I love it. Um, but that's happened since then. Um, Westbrook. It's a Houston. And Houston fans hate Westbrook, so now they got to cheer for him. So that's going to be fun to watch all season. So how do y'all – this is – so Russ and Harden have played together before, as we all know. But that was completely different Harden. That, was, that might as well that not be the same completely different player. Westbrook, too. So how do y'all? I'm a I'm a hand this off to you two. How do you think that this is gonna play out? Honestly, me? I think they'll make it work. Yeah. Honestly, I, I mean we see the hard, and then we see the the usage totals, and they have two of the highest in recent years. But I, I do think they'll make it work. I didn't think they would find a way to make it work with Chris Paul and Harden both going to be involved on the guards. Um, but they found a way to make that work. So if anybody could make it work, would be offensive mastermind, no defensive prowess at all, Dan Tony. So. I believe they'll figure a way to figure a way to make it work, but it's gonna be interesting to see it work in playoff time when the game slows down. So with them playing together, what are your expectations as far like give me out of an 82 game season, give me a win total and give me how far in the playoffs you expect them to go as constructed right now. Well, I, I got I'll give they them, got they got Eagle Dollar. Is Capella still there? Where's Capella he? still uh, there? Yeah. I, I give him uh I give him Give him 50. What you got, Nick? For 53. Maybe a four seat. How many wins? I'll give him 50 plus. Yeah, how far in the playoffs do you think they'll go? I think they still be out by the second round. 
Uh, I can see them playing the Warriors in the first round and then putting the Warriors out. So the Warriors. With a healthy clay? Um, I mean, I'm asking in a hypothetical. Yeah, I'm assuming he's completely healthy, yeah. back to normal. Yeah. I mean, they got. I still, yeah, I can see it with a healthy, with the healthy clay. They got Eric, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker. So. Yeah, I can see I, with a healthy clay. I still see them beating the Warriors. The Warriors have, as far as they have Steph Curry. Who's their starting five with Clay healthy? Steph Curry, Clay, clay some Mike. random dude. You're not bringing D'Lo off the bench. You're not paying him a max contract and bring him off the bench as a sixth man, are you? I mean, I don't see him. I don't. I don't see how he fits in when Clay gets back. I mean, Clay's got to play the three. I joked about that last week, but he's got. There's no way you're bringing a max player off the bench. You're I also not don't see how. I, don't, I just don't see how that lineup works. You got to play. D'Angelo Russell is not a Clay Thompson. He needs multiple shots to to be efficient. He's not a type of Clay Thompson where Clay Thompson goes eight for twelve and six for six from three point line. I think this may work for him though, also because he's been more of a natural. Off ball guards. Yeah, but he he has to get. He's, so he's, he's not that, he's not that efficient at shooting. If you look at it in his numbers, he's not that efficient as a clay or a step. But everybody talks about his pick and roll. So I mean, but who's actually doing the picking? Like, Draymond. I guess. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. I just don't. I, I didn't like. I didn't like the move from. The I Warriors. didn't like um, it either. I heard they was trying to move him too. Though, yeah. Also, so and that's a possibility. He'll probably move next year. Yeah, they, I mean, they don't let him start the season, and once start the season, can't be moved until December fifteenth anyway. So they probably they probably just have him filling in for Clay until he until gets Clay from January because you never know when he's going to get back from ACL injury. Right. Yeah. So they can keep him until December January and then move him. It'll be teams looking looking for him that they need to. One-two guard, combo but guard. poor uh, D'Angelo Russell. He balls out of L.A. and gets sent to Brooklyn. Has a career year in Brooklyn and gets shipped to Golden State, and then about to get shipped from Golden State. To I'm Rose. not gonna say poor him if he's getting a max contract. Hey, hey, you can take take pity on me and give me 150 well, million dollars or whatever you got paid. I was taking the money completely out of it. <laughs> <laughs> 150 million dollars makes you feel better about any situation. Well, exactly. That's true. <laughs> and then any situation. It make you feel better. And think about it, I didn't say it make you feel completely <laughs> complete. <laughs> but you gonna feel better about it? Yeah. And think about you moving from Brooklyn, New York to Golden State, San yeah. Francisco, California. Like the weather's better. True. So keeping along these same lines, and we'll we'll wrap this NBA topic up uh, soon. What is y'all real? Give me a quick hot take. How do y'all feel about uh, recruiting PG while he was with Russ? About Kawhi recruiting PG. I heard that was the only way that he was going to go to the Clippers. So, I mean, if that's what you feel like you want to pull somebody in and the trade that they overstrated and was it worked. masterful. So, I think it was – I think it was – I, I don't, I don't, I don't see OKC okay, uh, competing anyway with the, the West. How do y'all think OKC has done with their offseason as far as collecting these picks? Or As far as a rebuild, and it's awesome. I'm not a big fan of, like, picks and – stockpiling picks and planning all the way ahead to 2026 like you have to these picks have to pan out and i'm just not a not a big fan of picks so everybody else said that he did a he did a masterful job but i'm not i'm not a fan of it i don't know man it was i mean i guess if you're looking at a rebuild uh that's that's kind of that's kind of what you want to do i mean of course you got to have some centerpieces which they don't have now unless they want to focus on steven adams as the centerpiece for the yeah. team but and then I think they're gonna move CP3 soon. Yeah. Um, but just to kind of wrap this up, uh, what you think about LeBron having to keep number twenty three? 
Oh uh, yeah, Nike wasn't having that. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm partly happy about that because I did just get a jersey in December with 23 <laughs> on it. So for me being selfish, I'm happy that he's gonna keep it for another season. But yeah, I kind of felt like it was kind of petty on Nike part. Also with all the, I mean, he signed to Nike and all the money that he makes them that. They a little upset about tens of thousands of dollars yeah. to not let him change his number. So I thought that was kind of petty on Nike's part, but I mean, whatever. They, they, it's all a business at the end of the day. Yeah, and much. I mean, at the end of the day, like Brian just said, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll just keep it because he didn't want it to become a distraction. So they, him and AD moved along, AD going to three, he's going to stay 23. And then if they want to change next year, they'll probably most definitely change next year. Yeah, they'll, they'll file to have that and everything will be, be okay. So. I thought that was an interesting note just because of. The fact that the players have shown so much power, especially LeBron, in the current NBA and how negotiations go, and especially with the shoe company, that the one of the shoe companies said, "Hey, bro, hey, let me out at you real quick." Well, but I mean, like that's happened before, like when um, Chad Johnson legally changed his name to Ocho, Ocho Cinco. He had to buy all those jerseys to have the Ocho, Ocho Single ones put out. So I mean, like I guess when it, whenever it's going to come out to a lot of amount of money. But from your point, I mean, LeBron's a way bigger athlete um, known than Chad Johnson was, and he's actually signed to Nike and made them a lot of money. So, and yeah, it was it was kind of interesting to me. That's why I said it was it seemed kind of petty to me from Nike's standpoint. And Chad Johnson has made a lot of money, you know, or whatever, but nowhere near what LeBron's bringing in for a company. I mean, he's so, a $1 and, million dollar lifetime contract. And that shows that Braun is willing to do whatever it takes to kind of just avoid drama. Like, he doesn't want to deal with it. Because realistically, what can Nike do? If he said, no, I'm changing this number, y'all going to have to eat this eat this loss. Nike's going to eat the loss and keep it pushing if he really wanted to do it. But <laughs> I'm going to tell LeBron, you know. And more so, even on LeBron's level, he's probably thinking more long term. Like, I'm probably going to retire within the next – Seven, eight years, LeBron's gonna be out of here. Probably. Let's just say, let's say not before his son gets to the NBA. So let's say, let's call it ten years. Just by ten years, by the time he's forty three, he should be out the league. Yeah, definitely. So you know, so at that point, he's looking at what Mike's doing after his graduate, after his graduation, after his <laughs> retirement right. from the league. So you know, you got to maintain those relationships. So I get it. Um, he ain't heard for money anyway, right? It's at no, all. You no don't big. know what that man got in his. Quit counting pockets, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a betting man, I would bet that he ain't hurt for money. All right, fellas. So enough about the NBA. So let me ask you a question. This is just a one-off something I've been thinking about. If I gave you one year, one calendar year from today to make $1 million, could you do it? Yeah, I'm a hustler. Yeah, I could do it. You think so? I could do all things through crossing strength this year. Me personally, I would say no, not a million. How much do you think you could come up with? I think obtainable would be in the area of two hundred and fifty to three hundred k. Two hundred fifty to three hundred k. Because it's legally. Is that what? <laughs> legally, um, yeah. I mean, even no. I'm I just mean, saying, is that is that kind of where the cap is? Is that you like? I mean, legally, I mean, one million in a year is obtainable. One million in a day is if you hit the lottery. But just me personally, like what I would need to do in a year, I I don't think I can make a million in a year. Not just selling myself short, but being realistic. But I think two hundred and fifty k to three hundred k is this podcast ain't for being realistic is <laughs> is attainable. <laughs> so this is what I'm kind of thinking. So let's say right right now we all have jobs and we're thankful for those. But 
I'm going to tell you, okay, we've got this sponsor. If you can make a million dollars, he's going to match a million dollars at the end of the year. If not, you lose whatever you come up with. Okay. So would you quit your job? And what would you what would you do to make the million dollars if you decided to go after it? Oh, that's tough. Well, I actually just put in my two week notice. <laughs> so so I'm quitting my job anyway. So, <laughs> so did somebody offer you a million dollars? <laughs> um, no, I'm going. I'm going to business for myself. Um, going to sell insurance. Let's get it. And so I, I realized. Come on. That, I realized that if I really want. Support people quitting their jobs. Uh, I support entrepreneurs. Yeah. Though. Yeah. So just. Just Black start. owned business. If y'all need insurance, go to Young Reezy so Renzel. So what type of insurance? Life insurance? Auto All insurance. of it. All of it. <laughs> life, no. death, automobile, property. No, I'm doing a life nicing. Okay. So uh, at the end of this podcast, this is so we do this thing where we promote black business. Yeah, but I wasn't ready. Um, so so you've week. got about probably 10, 15 minutes to next, figure it out. No, nope, nope. next, next week. When I'm prepared. <laughs> you better freestyle. <laughs> oh. So, what would you do then? I'll collect ball. Or, excuse me, Lucky Lefty. Yeah, don't ever disrespect my <laughs> my own screen name. You even forgot that I did. <laughs> uh, whew, legally, I don't know. Probably sell my body or something. Legally? <laughs> legally. I mean, I can go so to Vegas and Vegas. A, yeah, I can go to Vegas and do it legally. So, you think that in 365 days, your body is worth... If I work every day, eight hours a day... Well, first of all, <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to work eight hours a day <laughs> every day. Not giving. Now, if you're receiving. <laughs> I don't know. About, if, I, if I'm in it at eight hours a day, seven days. <laughs> you better don't pay work me. no more. Dying. You better pay me for conversation. Oh, no, I see something. This is totally off. This is totally off subject. But man, one dude got paid to cuddle with girls. I did see that. I did see that. And I saw the video. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a much better color. <laughs> yeah, like, dudes getting paid to cuddle. There's people getting paid to do a lot of weird things. So, Like what? There's a guy that was getting paid to, to dry hump ladies. And that was it. Look at this. I could, I could dry hump. I could cuddle. <laughs> you act, so you got Like, I mean, there's a lot of stuff I could do you legally. Can, this is the type of content people tune in. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm... I'm on I hope this, y'all got your pen and pad out And right then, now. like, so that means I don't even have to sell my body all day. Like, I can sell my body, rest it up by cuddling, and then once I'm almost there, I can dry hump, and then I can go sell my body. How much is a good dry hump going for these days? I never looked up dry hump. Prices. Oh, oh, <laughs> if I came with an answer, I want you to be worried. On that, he was making three to eight hundred dollars a session. Hey, I don't even gotta sell my body. Are these hour sessions? Um, I have no idea, but yeah, three to eight hundred dollars. Basically, he, I, yeah, it was it was a whole. I'm about to do some math. So if he is, let's say he's putting in ten hour days, right? That is obviously three thousand dollars a day. And then if he's doing that, let's call it five days a week. That's fifteen grand. If he's doing that every week, that's seven hundred eighty thousand dollars. I know. Yep. Now that's not working weekends. <laughs> no. And that's no. at the low end. He's at three hundred to eight hundred. That's on. The that's low a low end. end. I'm. And I think I could. If I work at it, <laughs> I think I, I, my dry I can be an upper echelon dry humper. <laughs> so upper echelon dry humper. So I think 
I can make about six hundred to seven hundred sessions. I can really see myself calling you. Hey, Nick, what you do? Hey, bro. Hey, I'm about to. Hey, I, I, got I'm about, the, I got this girl. I got to drive. I got to drop off. Drive off about. Give me fifteen, bro. I'll be over there for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so can I make a million? That just made, yes, easy. So, I just think like everything has to hit right because you know people. Blow up off of you know Instagram videos and vines and I can record that. myself dry humping. Well, okay, I'm not sure that's gonna go viral. <laughs> I can go live, but going viral if you market it right. I mean, people are getting you know deals and different stuff like that going viral. So if you market it right, you definitely give me can. A, what kind of sponsorship could I get from dry humping? Or Red Bull? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Haynes <laughs> Energizer, right? Keep Red going Bull. and going. Yeah. Um, so every time I ask something that I think is going to be a halfway serious response, this is where we end up. So <laughs> don't know what you're asking us. Yeah, that, that was, you set yourself up for that. Um, no, that's perfect. No, I think for me, I don't know. I thought about this. I really put some thought into this and I really don't know how I would come up with it. I know that I would take that opportunity. Like if somebody was like, I'll give you a million dollars if you can generate a million dollars in 365 days, I would take that opportunity. But I would have to spend a couple of days to, you know, a week or so trying to figure out exactly what I'm doing. Uh, my first thought is trying to uh, do something like probably day trading, day trading something I could probably do, you like know. Forex? Uh, yeah, Forex or even I really like penny stocks okay. um, yeah. and something like that. But it would take a lot of research. I haven't done as much uh, research into Forex, but um Something like that along those lines, and I definitely will be playing the lottery. But you know, I don't know what else I could do. Like, I don't know how I would go out and make this money. Now, this kind of leads me into the next part of this conversation, and I didn't expect us to be here. But young know, reason, since you've done this research on uh, dry humping and cuddling, <laughs> wasn't was <it> research. Let me ask you this, Nick. I'm gonna cut him out. If I came to you and I told you, like, hey. I know about this profession. I know how much you can make doing it. And <laughs> like I know people who have done it. You guys he saw a video. Is does that or does that, that like research to me? Sounds like research to me. I don't care how you spend well, it. Well, y'all known each other longer, so I feel like y'all just maybe had like y'all there was I'm gonna tell you what it's no it, there has been no point in time where I had found the stats of dry hunt. No, nothing I was you know the at. going you know the going rate for you said 300 to 800 how do you that's what he that? was making so you researched it it was in the documentary you watched the documentary you watched the documentary I was, I was going through on Facebook and I was like did okay. you watch the whole thing no I watched it was it was like 38 I watched like like 35 <laughs> yeah, so, <you> watched, <laughs> so he didn't watch the commercials that Facebook gave <laughs> so right, you watched 95 percent of the video but didn't watch it no, I ain't watched the whole thing. That would just be weird. Yeah, like credits. I mean, I missed the credits. And yeah, like the credits. Right. I didn't know who the star was. <laughs> so, um, since you know all the information about right. dry humping, and right. I'm gonna assume that you probably know how to dry hump um, right. as a young man who came up in these streets, right? Oh, <laughs> facts. <laughs> so you know how to make a million dollars. We did the math. Why haven't you done it yet? Like tried dry humping as a profession. Um, I meant pursuing. <laughs> I, I am. I mean, I'm pursuing. Hey, Reese's girlfriend. <laughs> I'm pursuing to make six figures um, this year. That's why I 
putting my two weeks notice at my job and going into the insurance um, into into business for myself. I was going to do both, but I figured that if I'm going to put in 40 hours at my job making money for somebody else, and I should probably put 40 hours into myself, 40 hours or more into myself making money for myself, and I can make more because um, I'm not capped at a certain amount per hour with insurance. Um, so I mean, the first goal is to make six figures, and then after six figures, I mean, then the goal would be to make to make more. So why was it important for you to go out on your own? Um, it's just been something that I've been that I've been thinking about, and I think that um, being an entrepreneur has really kind of boomed in the past couple of years, and people are starting to think for themselves. And after you really think about it, um, especially with my job, um, <clears throat> just kind of think about one project that I did that I worked on. I made the company over seventy k. Okay. And I'm not making that in a year. So you tell me that I just put in, I just put in this time. The project was, was maybe a 10 week project and I just made you 70 K. I'm not seeing that in a year. Then why would I continue to do that and trade off that time for somebody else when I can go make that myself? Yeah. So just kind of having the freedom to work for yourself, make your own schedule. And then also know that everything that you make is based off of yourself. Um, I mean, so Wesley Snipes or somebody said, I always bet on black. So I'm bet on myself and go out and try to get this money. I'm pretty sure they were talking about poker or, or, let, or let, let, let. poker. No. Whatever. Was that let. Passenger 57? Was that the movie? Um, no, that's cool. I, 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 I definitely am big on that. Um, like I talked about, my dad has um, the lawn company, the lawn yeah, the lawn company that I'm helping with and all that type of stuff. So speaking of which, my mom wants the information about some possible work. Just thought about it. Look at that. Yeah, you could have told me that off the mic, but I, but I, I wanted to let you know that your business is is out there. So I appreciate what, it. You yeah. sent far enough. You probably felt like it wouldn't pick up. And I feel like if I would have uh, not said it then, not what you would have forgotten. Okay. Well, Nick's been smoking weed. Uh, let's First of all, that. no, I haven't. <laughs> let me stop uh, and address this. <laughs> Nick has not been smoking weed. Okay. That was a random comment for me to get him back re-engaged into the conversation. <laughs> so now that you're here, Nick, what about uh, let's talk about entrepreneurship a little bit. You know, you've got some side ventures I won't really get into, but what would it take or why haven't you gone into business for yourself? Just uh pretty much security. Okay. Um I, you know, with insurance and the security of having a job and a steady job, that's pretty much I've never really thought about being an entrepreneur because I never had a really idea to to do that. Now I don't mind like supporting and being like a investor into one, but I know that's never been a real passion of mine. So it's kind of the security. But in the meantime, I am a big believer in uh, residual income, so I do have multiple revenue streams coming oh, in. Long money Nick over here. Come on, man. Just <laughs> <laughs> now, seven bedrooms, seven streams of income. Tell him about it. Talk to him. So I um uh, it's interesting you say that because one of my theories on this is that everybody's not built to be an entrepreneur. I think that we fall in love with the idea of entrepreneurship. We fall in love with running my own business. But at the same time, like dude, if you're one of the people who can't get to work on time right now, it's gonna be hard for you to all of a sudden you you, you get your own business and you just gonna it's just gonna click like that. Because I, I I do like the idea of like everything being on me. Like I like to bet on me, but at the same time, I haven't gone into business for myself because at the same like 
in that same train of thought. Everything is on me. Like right. I have a wife and a daughter I gotta support. So if I'm wrong about my skill set, if I fail, you know, my family fails. I can't right. afford that. So, you know, I mean, that's definitely something I've considered, but I'm not at a junction in my life where I where I'm ready to make that jump. So I feel both sides of it and I definitely applaud people, but we also have to be real enough to know, like, you have to be real with yourself. You have right. to know that you're good enough at what right. you do and <laughs> to be able to do that. Like Yeah, like it like you said, it's different for everybody. Everybody got different different circumstances of what. So, you know, some people may not be able to jump it. Like I hate when people be like, No, anybody can do this, anybody can like everybody's situation ain't the same and everybody can't like you like you say, you know, everything's on you if you fail, your family fails. So it's definitely a different process for everybody. But as far as for me, this has been something that I've been honestly contemplating for like the past two and a half years. So with contemplating it, you know, I just felt like, you know, if I'm ever going to do it, I might as well just do it now. I feel like one thing that people don't take into account, too, is that you have to have multiple skill sets to pull off running a business. Like you're going to insurance. You can't just be good at knowing the insurance business. You also have to be able to talk to people. Well, you have to be good at sales. You have to be good at relationship building. You have to be good at the back end stuff as far as network marketing, like all that. You ought to be, uh, gotta be responsible for managing your own time, right? Um, because exactly. you're setting your own schedule, so you gotta make sure that if you let's say you take a day off to do something else, you gotta make sure you make up that time with exactly. your clientele, thing like that. And a lot of times, like especially, well, I don't think people get is because you know, like the standard. Work week is 40 hours. People think that's all you got to put into your business when you start now. You have to put in way more. Good luck. Yeah. (laughs) You have to put in way more. So it's actually going to be harder at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you have to realize that, you know, I'm putting in all this into myself. And so everything that I get back from this is me. So I just don't think that we are taught, especially because, you know, entrepreneurialism isn't taught at all in schools, um, but just kind of. None of that's being taught, so people don't have a realistic expectation of it. Well, just, entrepreneurship is taught. In a sense. We have to, but it's, it also, this kind of goes back to our talk about trades versus college and all that. Like, you have to seek, like, it's available, but are we educating our kids on where to find it? So, I, you know, I'm slightly disagreeing with you there. But at the same time, it's, I mean, just like anything, it's available, but we have to lead them in the direction of knowing where to get that quality information from. Because we right. learned it a lot in marketing classes. We learned some about it, yeah. I uh, but, I learned, but I will say, and this is one of the, the why, or one of the things that people say all the time, I learned more about entrepreneurship by actually doing it than reading any book. Uh, by helping my dad and trying to see the background and stuff that he's doing and saying, okay, I think that we should do this or this is, you know, applying some of that knowledge that I gained in college, because, you know, but college is worthless, but, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and my marketing degree, I've been able to help grow some of it. But anyway, I'll <laughs> digress from there. But no, I've learned more just about seeing the background stuff and what it really entails. And no, if you think you're going to walk into an entrepreneur role and put in 40 hours and you're going to be successful, you might as well stay at your job. Yeah, right. So, yeah, man, anything else? Y'all got anything else on that? No. Oh, good luck. Appreciate it. So, uh, if y'all just stop seeing me, then you know what happened. My car got repoed. I mean, I will tell you too. I honestly don't believe that you're going to uh, go into business for yourself with insurance. I think insurance really means dry humping. You knew way too much about dry humping. Dave, like I, I've been studying I mean, a lot about insurance. Insurance. And, um, 
I did not know where that was going. <laughs> that was not where I expected it to go. I mean, he didn't have any license or anything. He's like, just like, first of all, I yeah. do have my license. Show us right now. I got a I driver's got, license. Look. I got my wallet. But I'm going to have to, have to show I am licensed to dry hump. <laughs> y'all don't believe me, man. I got to prove myself. <laughs> I've got 16 years dry humping experience. <laughs> Hey, so your funny. resume would be lit, though. <laughs> resume, resume is full of experience. <laughs> I, I would be concerned. I'm like, bro, you're 30. Like, Why are you still trying? <laughs> don't worry about me. <laughs> to prepare for this <laughs> moment. I'm practicing my craft. <laughs> are you going to make $780,000 this year? <laughs> are you questioning me? <laughs> bro, if I can tell people I made seven hundred eighty, dollars and they're like, what do you do? I'm a professional dry humper. You want some of this action or what's up? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> I've got I've got a two o'clock opening on next Thursday. Set you up in fifteen minute increments. <laughs> That's all it takes. Man, if you can't drive home for more than fifteen minutes, you, yeah, you don't like, need to be in this man, I, I, <laughs> Hold on. I'm just imagining you looking at a girl in, in the face and giving her a pelvic first like this is a preview of the action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like a trial membership. <laughs> yeah, you go in yoga just to recruit new clients. Like, yeah, <laughs> like a I'm prospecting. What's that? Uh, <laughs> that movie, Couples Retreat, with that yoga instructor. Oh <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on. So you've seen Couples Retreat, and you don't know what an overwater bungalow is? I it's mean, literally what they stayed they in. in Couples the whole, Retreat. Uh, That's what the whole movie was about. I'm pretty sure they never said that word in that whole movie. <laughs> So I don't know what it is. I'm they pretty sure there. they never said that's where we're staying. They never stayed there, and I wouldn't know what. <laughs> so I didn't look to research what they were staying. In. I'm like, I'm, oh, there's I'm a, fish. I'm a hundred percent sure they said it because that's where I learned it. I'm a hundred percent. Did you lie? <laughs> You're a liar. Well, if you weren't Netflix and chilling when you were watching that movie, Ooh, then no. maybe you would know. Point. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go there with it. Yes. Well, I was clutch my pearls. That was two years ago. Oh. You don't talk to any of those people anymore. <laughs> any of those people? Well, what I, do you mean by those? I always people? talk to God. Well, I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> assume a gender. So, so what's the next topic? Talk to God. Because <laughs> I feel like this is gonna go way left, Wait and then don't need to go. What do you have against right? Why does everything have to go left? Because I'm left-handed. <laughs> Lucky lefty. Lucky lefty. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way I can say that. Is that going to be the name of your dry humping business? <laughs> Lucky lefty dry humping? Man. <laughs> incorporated. Lucky lefty dry humping And my favorite touch will always be to the left. That's my trademark. That's the finisher. That's the finisher. All right, girl. Please leave a tip. And rate me five stars, please. Oh, yeah. I, I need you to enunciate rate better. Because every time you say rate, I think you say rape with a P. Well, we got it because you enunciated. So we got what you meant. You didn't have to say with a P. We got it. Well, I'm trying to make sure he knows because this is the second time we've had this issue. Well, pick one. You read, Listen to the sentence and pick one. Just getting raped. All right. So, <laughs> Black Ariel. <laughs> Speaking I'm, of social media. I'm happy for her. <laughs> Actually, when I, it was first announced, I thought it was Holly uh, Berry. I did, too. I was, I was like, say why is her? She's I like mean, 77 Halle Berry years old. Like 100 million years <laughs> old. Why is she playing Ariel? Fine. Shout out to Halle. Hey, if Halle, if you ever want to come on the podcast, we've got an open seat for you. 
and young Nick is single. So that's my lap, people. <laughs> mur, mur, mur. That's for you, Holly. If you listen. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I, I see swordfish. I, I think it's dope. Okay, yeah, thank God. <laughs> young Kaylee from Chloe and uh, Haley or Holly. Um, but what about the uproar that um, people are going to uproar because people just want to find something to be mad about? I didn't know mermaids had colors. They don't. Apparently, they do. So, are we ready for a hot take here? Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. I understand the people who are upset. Problematic Russ. Yes, go. <laughs> Problematic He's finally making, his, <laughs> finally making his appearance. So, I understand the people who are upset about that. Why? What are they upset about? I'm getting that. Thank you for <laughs> that lead-in. That's what we professionals call it. <laughs> Us professionals. <laughs> uh, I really don't know if that's the right term or not. but It sounded um, good. It did. So... We're all Marvel friend, uh, fans here, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick, you weren't big into the comics before, like the actual reading of yeah, comics, yeah. right? Um, Ryan, Ryan, young Reezy, Rizzi, young Renzel, Reezy the, the young Don. Renzel is a new one. I like that. Um, <laughs> you have been heavy in reading comics, right? Correct. So you have a attachment to these characters and who they are, right? So, if when they released Black Panther, if they had cast Tom Cruise for it, how would you have felt? He was the last samurai. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked. He got, been, he got that off. <laughs> but I think it, I, I, I would have been upset. Be, and I know this may sound um, hypocritical, but us as black people already don't have representation in movies as it is. So to take a uh, historically black character that's been black his whole time and that we already don't have enough representation as it is and to make him white, I think that would have been disrespectful. I also wouldn't have liked if they would have casted Iron Man as, as a black guy also on the, on the same point. But I think something like Little Mermaid, like, yeah, but it's a car. It's a cartoon. Here's the thing, though. You're diminishing people's attachment to what they like. Like, you didn't grow up necessarily as a little mermaid person. I, I'm assuming <laughs> that you weren't walking around with the mermaid tail. But, I mean, the same attachment that you have to was. these Marvel... I'm <laughs> <laughs> there flopping around with a mermaid <laughs> tail. <laughs> Dropping. <laughs> that was my practice. <laughs> Dropping with a mermaid tail. I can see his mom. Take your damn tail off, right? What? I'm practicing. <laughs> you don't know, mom. You don't know. Imagine what I can do when my legs are free. <laughs> I'm gonna be rich, mom. Just you wait. You wait and see. I'm gonna prove you wrong. <laughs> no, what's your finish your point? Okay. Um. So people's attachment. I get it, but f them and their attachment. A black a black girl has been a little mermaid. It ain't. I think to to the point like Black Panther. It's a black nation. Like you can't change the character of. That's like the home whole story. Why can't you? Because it wasn't in England. It could, it, why couldn't they have made it based in South Africa? We, we want to be white panther. Oh, country. that's a good point. I forgot it was white people in South Africa. Yeah, it was, but that's not the, <laughs> how the comments was. I mean, but no, this is my whole point. Like, don't I, get me wrong. I'm, I'm on the same side of you all. Like, like, I, 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 see, I see what you're saying. But I think it's like, but it, it's a backstory like that. Like, Little Mermaid, 
they just happen to make. There's no backstory to why she was white. But Little Mermaid has been white for a lot longer than Black Panther has been black. Yeah, Cinderella was white, and then they casted Brandy. <laughs> yeah, okay. That was the best Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it had the same commercial success as the regular Cinderella. Dorothy right? was white, then they had the Oz. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on. This is where we're about to waste. And they had to go get every black, every famous black person at the time <laughs> yeah, to see, make that movie see. be successful. Pull the Diana Ross, pull the star power. MJ, Diana Ross, hey, you got to pull that star power. So, like, I, I appreciate you know, Haley, and my, I'm definitely taking my daughter to see it. So, I appreciate it as being a black parent, as being a black person. But I also understand, like, I don't think that it necessarily makes you racist because you wanted the Little Mermaid to be white. Like, you growing up before she was cast, did you have any expectation of her being anything but white? So if you have, and I gr- think that's a problem. Also, how is that a problem? If that's because a- like our expectation is to it make should be a white. Because I have expectations that when they do foreign films, like based off of other ethnicities, that they're still going to cast them as white. Yeah, like they Ghost, have done that. Like so- Ghost in the Shell with who I love, Scarlett Scarlett Johansson. Never seen that movie, so I, I have no idea. No, I'm just saying, about. like Ghost in the Shell is based. It's supposed to be an Asian woman. That's the main character. Yeah. Scarjo, who I love, she played. I mean, it was still the whole, the movie was horrible, but like they, I think that, like I get I get what you're saying. So you have this attachment, but I think they have to. This is change like, the perception. That's this is back pay because y'all been miscasting and misrepresenting for hundreds of years. So now that y'all are losing one character, I just think the up the uproar of it to me became a problem when they made a group to say make Ariel white. But we have to be very careful about the minority and uh, about a minority on social media being treated as a majority. Like, I feel like most people are kind of indifferent. I have people who are kind of expecting it to be white, but that group, I mean, that group may have, I'm going to be generous and say a couple hundred thousand people in it. I didn't even know if it honestly had that much. I, I, I don't think that it does. And so when you're thinking about the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, when you're on Disney's level, 40,000, 50,000, 200,000 people, that's a drop in the bucket. You don't yeah. care what 200,000 people say. But, I mean, you also have to take a account of these people and these views are going out into the world with these thoughts and that even some people may not be commenting or may not be voicing their opinion. It's, it's, not, it's not even the majority of the group, but it's people in the group that are racist that are spewing these racist things that, you know, are the things that stand out. And that's my thing, though, but you have to treat them exactly what they are. They're the extremes, and you have to treat them as such. But you can't take the extreme take and apply it to everybody. Like, you just can't. Like, I can be uncomfortable, not me personally, but I could, a person can be uncomfortable or not uncomfortable, upset that Ariel may be white and not be racist behind it because... For the last 25 years, Ariel's been white. Like the same way that you would be, have been upset if a character has always been black, it's now all of a sudden white, and you would be justified in that. They're justified in feeling the way. I, now, I agree with if that. it's coming from a racist place, then of course they're wrong. If they're like, no, all characters should be white, or, you know, saying a black character is wrong because they're stupid or something like that, then yeah. But so, I mean. So if Black Panther was one of your favorite movies and they casted a white person, would you still go see it? Not a chance. I would. There's not a chance I would step into that theater. And here's the thing. Oh uh, yeah, I would. Even uh, on top of that, like Black Panther, 
was a comic. It had never been, and correct me if I'm wrong, had never been on the large screen outside of like maybe like you know animated movies, but nothing, uh, nothing as far as live action. So for the first time we're seeing a live action, they casted a white guy. I would never have stepped into that theater. Period. I wouldn't have supported another Marvel thing. <laughs> so, and it's, to me, it's a very similar concept. Like you can't say you how you feel on one end and then disagree on another end on that. Like I, but I say that to say I fully support this, and I'm going to go see it. I'm definitely going to take my black daughter to go see it. But I just said I understand where they're coming from. So yeah, um, no, I, I mean, I think the black Ariel. Is it's I think it's gonna continue to be a topic, but I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it oh, out no. to be. It's already dying now. Yeah. yeah, and we'll see when the box office comes. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be the the, the tell all how I many how much is supported. But I've seen a lot of my friends, uh my Caucasian friends talking about they're gonna go see it. So <laughs> but man, I think that's it for today. We've been here long enough. Uh, we gave them basically two episodes worth last time. So let's go on and wrap this thing up. Uh, do we have any businesses support? Because I forgot to reach out to people. Anybody? All right. Well, I guess a uh, shameless plug. My brother has opened it. Well, it's not official yet, but he's in the beginning stages of opening up a mobile barber shop hmm. in Chattanooga. So Chattanooga people. It is coming soon. We're going to have more information uh, as it comes out. As it comes out, he's wrapping it up, and hopefully within the next couple of months, uh, if it takes that long, he'll be up and running. But it's definitely going to be a unique experience. I've talked to him some about it, and the inside is going to be something like you've never experienced. It's going to be completely customized to you. Um, he'll be posted up different places or willing to drive out to wherever you are. So just be on the lookout for that. That's going to be something new and exciting coming to an area that desperately needs innovation. So we look forward to it. Um, I'm not to go off topic, but like, so a mobile barbershop. So like the whole actual shop is going to be no whole actual shop. shop. Yeah, it's not just going not going to come to you and then go in your house. And no, no, it'll come to you. You go in there. Um, it'll have. I think he said they'll have like your favorite movies playing if that's what you choose, or he's looking to get a gaming system if that's what you choose, or uh, the music of your choice that'll so, be playing by there. So it'll be pretty much personalized to your whatever you want at, for dope. that yeah. time. It's gonna be customized to your preferences. So. If you're in a mood to listen to such and such when you come in, that's what's going to be playing when you come. He in. said they'll pull up at your job. You know, you can get a you know hey. edge up on your first, your brakes. Taper off. Uh, yeah, he he said that you know that nothing is really off limits. So <laughs> whoa, well, <laughs> whoa, no, nowhere is off limits. I don't know. Oh, okay. Honestly, I don't know what service he's offering. Maybe he'll give you. Hey. mobile hair, mobile barbershop, and dry humping. Hey, <laughs> hey. So you, <laughs> yeah, haircut and then and get dry humped outside. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so with that being said, in the back room is where le- le- the lucky bo- lefty hump <laughs> dry hump it is. <laughs> so the whole barbershop up front, <laughs> lucky lefty dry humping in the back. <laughs> And that'll be personalized. Uh, <laughs> and it's got, a, it's got a dark room with the beads. Hey, and the, the water bed. <laughs> I, but if you do that, people are staying for like hairdos and haircuts too long. So you can do that by like 15, 30 minute uh, increments. Man, whoever. You can double up. Man, we sitting on in that water bed. Who's next? 
Why did they go there? How did they get there? You. Was that me? Yes. Yeah. So, Jeremy, we apologize. We were honestly trying to promote your business. I didn't know my dry humping business would get into it, too. But hit your brother up. He's willing to dry hump your clients. As long as I'm making at least 500000 Man, we just said you could make seven hundred eighty on the but loan. I, I just, at least it's, you know, I didn't want to sell myself short. And if I see, that's great. Yo, Young Reezy is also coming to you with the insurance. Uh, as he gets to that point of having um, the ability to promote it, you know, the company yeah, we'll name have, and contact have, information, we'll plug that along with. Here soon, I'll have a website where you can go and get all the information. That'll, of course, be in the uh, episode description, the bio. We'll also start linking uh, social media handles to the businesses and things of that nature. We want to make sure that you all can support this young man and his, uh, his plight to become a millionaire overnight. Uh, but yeah, that's, man, that's really. All that I have this week, Nick, you got a, a, a giveaway this week. Are you done with that? Um, I completely forgot. I still need to award the winner from last week. But honestly, I just need to buy a mask so I can rob him when he makes his first million. Well, or, now that, now that or here's the thing. <laughs> or, or. And hear me out here. <laughs> now, now, now listen. <laughs> have you ever thought about insurance and dry humping being together? That's something we can discuss. <laughs> Because I know I know that like basketball players like insure or like football players don't they get like insure their bodies or something? Yeah. So I'm pretty sure you may need to insure some. some I mean, things if you're dry humping that, constantly, and then also, and I mean, you can get a little bit of insurance and you can get a little bit of dry humping. And they don't like their insurance rates go down if they're like bundled. We can bundle them. <laughs> like, <laughs> if, you, covered. if you accept my dry humping rates, you get a lower insurance. And then, they like I'm I'm bundled with my home auto and humping. <laughs> mur, 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 mur. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine what a young reason sales call? Like, hey, you know, I know that you have your your renter's insurance with us. Have you ever thought about bundling that with a uh, lucky lefty try humping session? But what's that? Well, we have different packages. We have the bronze. <laughs> well, and, and, and it's also mobile. You can also get your haircut. Are you in the Chattanooga? <laughs> man. <laughs> You talking about uh, <laughs> taking over the city? Conglomerate. <laughs> but I, I was concerned about how this episode was going to go, but we're here now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no, it's no turning back from this. So, with that being said, this is Russell signing off from the Haters and Lovers podcast. We appreciate you all listening. Like, um, comment, subscribe. Please, <laughs> please comment. Pop no corn. Signing off. Lucky lefty, dry humping, and yes, at your service. <laughs>